0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we got tasteful living on the mic. Let's do this. We got John Kelly. We got Mecca D. How are y'all doing? And we got the new addition to the to the group here. Chase,
1: Chase Jones, man. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, my friends, they started this Tasteful Living, and it's just gonna be something that's gonna grow each week by week. And it's I'm excited to be a part of it.
0: All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to introduce our man right here. We're going to jump right in and, and talk to you, man, about how the journey of what Tasteful Living is all about, how it's going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump right into the first category, which is the sauce. Okay. So tell us, man, tell us what it is. What is it that, that pivotal moment in your life that changed everything, that connects to a food, a particular meal that you had that you can always come back to?
1: That's a good one, man. Um, you know, a lot of my uh, f- favorite foods come from my, my grandmother from Alabama. So a lot of that soul food that I get, I don't typically get until I go home to visit in Alabama. And I try to, like, savor those moments a lot. I probably want to cut you off, Chase, but just for the
2: fans out there. I already don't like Alabama, but I just want to put that out there just because, you know, you know we, we go back and forth all the time with LSU and Alabama. I just want to put that out there for the fans because uh,
1: you, were getting in, you were getting in too serious. So I just want to make sure I give that comic relief before we get started. <laughs> but go go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, you know, I'm going to let them make it because we have a common interest in that who that nation, you know. So My guy. Therefore, that's what keeps the bond close, you know, uh, other facts. than them Tigers getting rolled on by my elephants. Constantly, year after year after year after year, ever since Nick Saban left, I think. But Dang, uh, <laughs> goes, go, 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 go back to the grandmother. But back on topic. But um, back on topic. But yeah, like I, uh, when it comes to like the taste and the food that kind of keeps me grounded, I will say it'd be my, my great my grandmother's candy yams, her potato salad. And her honey ham, man, that she she typically throw down for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fire. <laughs> any any family gathering, honestly. Sounds, sounds fire. But it's just, and those things kind of hold dear to me because living in uh, living in Texas, I don't have that much in my family when I was living there, um, so it kind of like those memories, and those gatherings continue to like, I guess, keep me home, mm-hmm. uh, keep me grounded. And knowing that whatever I do in this life, I have to move the right way because any wrong turn can result to me never, ever getting those tastes again. You know what I mean? So that's I think those those are the things that keep me centered.
0: What would you say as far as like what at what period of time, like your age Mm -hmm. that you had that aha moment where it was like, okay I need to make this change Mm -hmm. to continue going on?
1: To be honest, I would say it was two ages, really. It was weird. Um, it was when I turned 25, and really when I, tu- when I took, turned 25 and when I turned 30, those were the two ages that kind of really like made me think like, okay, it's time to really make my family proud and know that even though I'm far, far away, that I'm taken care of and that I'm good. Um, at 25, um, I, I was trying to chase this dream of in this medical world medical field world that I thought I can take shortcuts and make it make it more attainable but faster instead of just doing it the organic way of going to school knocking it out brick by brick and it didn't work that way and it actually pushed me back further so when I turned 30 I was like I have to make this switch because in the next 10 years I will be 40 and Nobody's gonna be looking at me like that young child or that he's young enough to continue to make these mistakes. At one point, I'm gonna want a family. I'm gonna want to have that tasteful living that I've always dreamt of. So that kind of like what pushed me to chase chase my plan 1A um, versus plan 1 because I knew that I had in order to do that I had to make a living, get sustainable, get on my feet and provide the life that I want. And if plan one come into play in the future, I'd be better equipped to provide that for myself. Well just to kind of piggyback off of that, um, I like
2: what you said in terms of you know understanding the importance of having multiple, plans. Mm -hmm. Um, Your backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan. Of course. Talk to me a little bit more about just kind of dive in a little bit more during those trials and tribulations in terms of you just mentioned some incredible dishes that Mm -hmm. you know you got from your grandmother. How did those dishes switch while you're going through that process in terms of okay well you know obviously I'm not having that home cooked meal every single day. Like how did that in turn kind of push you to be like you know what I want to get back to what I'm originally used to in terms of mm-hmm. this type of lifestyle, this type of eating, this type of living, in terms of and relating that back to your current lifestyle and lifestyle you want to have in the future moving forward?
1: I think, and great question, but I think it it came to being able to know that, okay, if I was to like use it as a food to describe it, right? Mm. The candy yams is sweet. It's, it's like, it almost tastes like a dessert, but it's really not. And that's me uh, being in my 20s, my young 20s, having fun, thinking that, oh man, I, I got this credit. If I don't pay it, I still got years to pay it off and it's not gonna affect me. I'm just running through it. And then that, um, that potato salad is more of like, it's more grounding because it's heavier. And, and that's what really made me think like, okay, I need to start setting rules. I need to start setting a plan if plan w- one is not going to work, then plan one A is going to work. Okay. And plan one A is going to be able to put me in a position to achieve plan one if that's what I wanted to do. Absolutely. So I, I would say the potato salad is my favorite out of the two because that's the one that has made me more humble. Okay. That's the one that has um, kept me grounded, kept me full, kept me wanting to go back and live a lifestyle that, can afford me the luxury to go visit my grandparents in Alabama to be able to enjoy those meals again. I love that. Love that.
0: Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's step over to that next category yeah, then. Yeah, man. Next category. We got
2: rescuers down under. And, oh, um, like You know, we love this I one. I love that topic, man. And for me, I like to attribute this to who are those influential people in your life um, that you can really say helped you get to that next level, helped you stay motivated, helped you want to change your mindset from being good to being great?
1: Oh man, that's that's a good question. To be honest is is my mom and my sister, which is is I'm pretty sure a lot of people say, yeah man, my mother is the one that keeps me going. I want to buy my mom a house and things like that. But to be honest, as much as I love my mom and I love my sister for a better part of my life, I just wanted to prove to my dad that I ain't gonna be no failure you know what I mean Um, and not because he just kept dishing it out to me and helping me and pushing me through it was more of a like why I'm not getting that help you know what I'm saying why if you have the means to help me why aren't you lift putting your hand out there and being like look son I see you doing this this and this you want to do this this and this let's just let's do it together and i'll catapult you just got to keep it moving right and for the longest time i felt like i had to be successful just to prove that like hey i lived out in texas by myself away from my family just me and my mom and i became successful for a lo- so a long time even when i was finding success i didn't even think i was successful right. because i was continuously thinking to be successful, I had to be that doctor, or you know what I'm saying, or to be successful, I had to be something that out of the ordinary, a normal person not gonna do, but this whole time I'm beating the odds and doing just fine. And when I tie that back to the people that really kept me grounded, would be my mom and my sister. I never wanted to go to jail. I never wanted to get in trouble because I never wanted to see that hurt on my mother's face. I never wanted to take any funds out of my mom's pocket that she worked hard for to provide for me and herself by saying, oh, I gotta go bail Chase out because he's being reckless or, or he gotta get, get him out of this jam. Why? Why if I can just do things the right way, proceed with caution and things will be fine? You know what I'm saying? And, and as long as I never brought that to her doorstep, I thought I was doing okay. And the reason I throw my sister in there because Man, my sister. It's funny. At an early age, when she turned nineteen, she went into the Air Force. Very smart woman, and that's like that was that one person you I saw that was like successful, and I was like, okay, I want to do what she's doing because she's doing it, and she doesn't have any help. You know what I'm saying? Because she's the oldest, and and it's crazy because. I didn't measure it by the amount of money she was making or where she was going because ironically enough, my father's side of the family has money. And I saw the two difference of someone with it and can help easily and someone that's trying to go get it and still helping. So it kind of like, it kind of showed me of like that that supermodel, not supermodel, but that superhero that I wanted to be like, oh man, I wanna be like my sister. She's that, she she helped me get my first car. When she went on tour in the military, she was in the Air Force. Uh, she left me her Toyota Camry when I was in high school. And I got, a, I got to drive around. I got to have a car to go to work, right? Uh, and those are just the little things that make me selfless. And uh, because she didn't have to leave me her car while she was overseas fighting for this country, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and then my mom, my mom just trying everything to just provide for me, keep a roof over my head, and she allowed me to go to college, and she still helped me to this day. If I fall on my ass, she's the first one to do whatever it takes, if she can, to uh, provide me that cushion to lift me back up, or just help me. And that's that's why I continue to grind, you know
0: question though do you feel that the relationship between you and your father Mm -hmm. was at any point a hindrance for you to be able to take that next step forward in your you know the
1: the road to success in your life it's kind of weird man because like I can't say we have a horrible relationship I talk to him on the phone he calls me I call him if I don't call him for a long time he calls me you know what I'm saying so I can't say we have that 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 Will and like that Fresh Prince of Air episode man, with uh, Will and his father. Man, it, him, <laughs> right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, I can't say our relationship was that strenuous because I knew who my father was when I lived in Alabama from the early age. I did see him. I did get spoiled by him. You know what I'm saying? But things changed when I moved to Texas. I don't know if it was out of jealousy of my mom leaving with someone else. I don't know what it was, but it doesn't matter. It shouldn't play a part in my life, you know? And when I do say it hindered me, and the way I feel that it hindered me would probably be the fact that I had to try so hard to get certain things. You know, when I went to college, I I feel that if I had a vehicle to go back and forth to visit my family and have that home grown, you know what I'm saying? Because I went away for college. If I was able to leave doing dead week or leave doing spring break or when the summer come, I had that independence and that transportation to find a job, simple things like that, I think I would've, That I, I don't know. It, I think those things would've helped me a lot more, but not having that helped to get those things and happen to get it on my own kind of made me create this, uh, this tree of different things. I remember I would go through a lot of different jobs, right? But the reason I go through these different jobs because I needed to make more money to survive. Right. I moved to San Antonio in college and my mom don't make a lot of money so I don't have the luxury of getting my rent paid. I had to do that. I remember waking up at 4:30 in the morning to catch the bus to go to another side of San Antonio 281 for the people that I know. Um, we know it very well. <laughs> right? We, all know, it, we you know all know it very well. We to very well. We to all get know. to a job by eight o'clock right. and still was five minutes late every day. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm waking up at 4:30 in the morning, but that that job helped me buy my first car by myself, which was a Toyota Camry, and that kind of gave me that independence, and I started things started to go right, and then boom, I get hit by a drunk driver and totaled it. It's back to square one. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, when those things happen, I just felt like, okay, I know I have people in my life that can get me out of this hole, but it's not happening. So I needed to find that next step, which prolonged plan A, plan one to go into effect fully, and one A had to be be the be the top tier
0: okay so if you could give anyone that's gone through similar issues Mm -hmm. as far as their relationship with their parents because I mean I can relate to that too I wasn't the closest to my father at Mm -hmm. all I would definitely say he's more of a buddy than a a, a (laughs) father to begin with so what I learned from my process was to be a man it took more than just looking at what I had here Mm -hmm. I observed other people's relationship with their fathers. Other, that is true. Uh, I had other uh, men to look up to that were family, especially my uncle who was one of the closest ones to me. Shout out to him, Uncle Floyd. Um, definitely was a very um, inspirational person in my mm-hmm. life to show what a man is supposed to look like when it comes to being mm-hmm. in a family, when of it comes course. to being in a relationship with this woman, when it of comes course. to being a father. Uh, that hands down, I had that in my life. So what could you say to anyone out there that might be going through similar issues mm-hmm. with their relationship with their father or mother?
1: Um, what what inspiration could you give them? Man, you know, listening to what you're saying is, is kind of funny because you'll think we're the same person. We had those same influences, you know? And I would just say, And real quick, I want to shout out my Uncle Walter, who lives in Dallas, and also my best friend Anthony, and my best friend Rob, both their parents, their fathers, kind of showed me a different way of how a father really should hold it down. Mm -hmm. Anthony, I call, to this day, I call his dad, dad, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, he just was always there, Mm -hmm. and he, he helped Anthony all the way through, he Talk to me like I was his son, you know what I'm saying? And yep. this was my best friend. And the same with uh, Rob, we call him G-Pops. He was in the military, he always went on tour, but he always showed love. If I was in his house, I got fed, I got treated just like his son. Nothing different, right? Mm-hmm. And then my Uncle Walter, that that's a stand-up man, that's my mom's brother. And and the love that I get from him and his family, his wife, my cousin, like it all, it feels like I'm an extension of their family. And I know why. And that's why I know when my mom and them were younger, they were best friends. They were brothers, but they're still best friends because that love is never gone. So what I would say, man, is like for someone that's similar to me, John, in the situation that that I went through, really look at your friends and the ones that are treating you like family and if their family is treating you like family, don't burn those bridges. Because, because you may have a lot of pride, like I did, I, I never asked them for anything. But you never know. If you just sit back and observe, you will see what it takes to be a man so that you will have though you will have somewhat of a structure throughout your life to to think about. You never you never forget those pivotal moments and memories that you have shared, whether it was with your own parents or with your friend parents that made you think like, man, when I have a family, I wanna be like that dad. Mm-hmm. I wanna be able to provide like that. I wanna be able to hold it down like that. And those are things that speak louder than words because they hold with you a long time. And I'll just say, chase your dream. And if, it's, if it feel like it's, it's hard or it's not happening, keep chasing it because one person that made me never give up is actually here with me and that's mecca my boy even though he went to lsu <coughs> even saw, though something in your throat <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're <laughs> you getting choked no up, no no but no mecca graduated from lsu back in 2011 i believe yeah, and a long time, a long it's time ago right and <laughs> it's all good it's all good I don't crack but the, the fact that he knew that he wanted to lead by example for his younger siblings and his parents that worked hard for him, he wanted to be a doctor. And if it was either a doctor in medicine or a doctor in physical therapy, which is still medicine, he did that. Th- you know what I'm saying? This man held great jobs throughout his time from 2011 to now. Within this 11-year span, he accomplished his goal. And guess what? It didn't go traditionally. It didn't go from 2011 and then he was done in 2016. You know, we had speed bumps, but on those roads that he he persevered and he became what he set out to be. And that's why I always appreciate this man because I know that time's not up until it's up and it's not up right now, so just keep going.
2: Man, I like I man. I love that you said that, bro. Um, not not the accolades for me because, you know me, I I'm a hum- yeah. humble. Hum- humility is a big thing for me, but I just love what you and John um, were talking about in terms of, you know, relating it back to y'all's fathers and y'all's relationship. Um, and one thing that we've talked about in the mm-hmm. past is that I'm very, very fortunate to have the dad that I have um, to be that example of how a man should be. My dad's always been there. Of course. Um, so, I mean, when I hear stories like this, it makes me... That much more appreciative, especially knowing the struggles that I went through, Mm -hmm. you know, going from, you know, post graduation of college up to the point that we're at now. Um, He's been there, man. Like, I could sit here and just shower him with accolades, but I think it's important to know, kind of getting back to the point, that I think you guys have mentioned a lot of important things that you want to make sure that your circle's tight, because by those circles being tight, you're able to then see how the people within your circles are influenced of course, by, mm-hmm. by their parents, you know of what I'm course. saying? So, and, you know, I think it's even to tighten it back to tasteful living. I've been fortunate to have friends in my life where I've been able to go to their home, share a meal with them and, you know, kind of see how, you know, their family structure is. And I always think it's fascinating because you're able to take little bits and pieces from that and bring it back to your home. Of and course. I think that's essentially what you guys are saying as well, seeing that, your friends, how they're treated by their parents, sharing meals with them, seeing how they move, how they're structuring their life from a day-to-day perspective. It allows you to be like, well, you know, if they're able to do it, I can do it as well. Let me go ahead and follow their footsteps and vice versa, because there's things that I've learned from Chase, from John that, you know, growing up, I didn't have, you know, guys my age to be like, yo, this is the way to do it or have real serious conversations until you get into college post college so of course um i think it's really really important to really value those things and i just love the convo that you guys just had about that because that made me reflect and be that much more appreciative of course of my yeah. father so All yeah man. shout out to dads out there man shout out to yeah. dads that are actually yeah. involved because those are the ones that are behind the scenes shaping those men those women into the people that they need to be so facts and, and shout out to mom N- no diss to mom. oh yeah oh, of course, of course. I, love so right? yeah, yeah, I love my mom all the way my, i'm yeah. always you know mommy's little boy but you know my, i love my moms too but you know right now since we're talking about the father aspect i just want to make sure we, we give them their flowers while they're here for
1: sure another thing facts. too men speak up get it off your chest because sometimes holding it too long can can do more damage than you think and and, talk to them. and if you know that you do have that that tight-knit friend group like just talk to them man like you know what i'm saying like sometimes you just got to get it off your chest and how they respond you'll know if those are the ones you need to keep in your circle or not
0: oh yeah i mean and even the touch base is back on like the fact of just speaking out um so if you have any trauma childhood trauma with you know with richie whichever parent whether it's your mother or father since we're all talking about fathers right now don't be afraid to finally have that conversation with that person so you can get past that trauma because it does affect you and you might not even see it. You might have these habits where you're not even acknowledging it or aware of it that are a cycle in your life that are holding you back from taking another step of growth. So don't be afraid to voice your emotion, voice that uh, that that tragic or hurtful mo- moment that you had with your father or mor- uh, mother that needs to change and you need to grow from. Have that conversation with them. Don't be afraid to do that. You can grow past it. You just need to get it off your chest. Whether they hear it or they accept it, it doesn't matter. As long as you got it out and, they, and you know that they heard it, you know that you told them, you can move forward. So don't be afraid to do that. Uh, I definitely have to say that I had that moment with my father don't get me wrong, y'all. My father is still a cool dude. Um, you know, we we had our uh, you know our moments in life and whatnot. But I learned a lot from him in the sense of what not to do, Facts. <laughs> you know, Facts. And, and and some of what to do. Don't get me wrong, you know. What I'm saying my dad is a hustler. My dad works, you know, his ass off and never stopped working and never stopped providing uh, us at least for you know in a financial stance. So I definitely give that out to him for sure I don't I don't uh, shoot him down for that uh, as far as being connected as you know son and father that's where it was lost at but at the same time I still learned a lot from him and it took for me to have that conversation a deep conversation with him to for us to be able to even grow now now we're even closer way more than I feel that we were when I was younger when it comes down to it so it took for me to have that conversation with him for us to actually, grow and that's important for y'all to have out there you know what I'm saying so have that conversation with whatever person it could be though and do that and to connect it back to food though to you know wind it back around (laughs) to wind it back back back. to food though I still remember the moments I still have a connection with my father when it comes down to it because it'd be late nights and he would come home it'd be like almost midnight and he'll have like a Domino's pizza and he'll wake me up, even though I'm supposed to be going to school the next day, even though I still go, but i was supposed to be in bed. But John, he'll was wake a me up, out? be like, hey, you want to you <laughs> get a pizza, you want to slice a pizza? So I had those kind of moments when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to pizza and I sit down and I think about it, and I was like, okay, those are cool moments. And I, and I share those kind of moments with my daughter now. And so she, when she grows up, she can always have those nice memories. And you know, that's just bringing it full circle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, of course.
1: If, if I wanted to bring it full circle too, don't get me wrong, when I do visit Alabama and I be with my dad, my belly's full, <laughs> trust me. They, feed, they, they cook all the time. So it, it's like, I, like he said, we all have those moments in our life with our, with our parent that we felt that things could have been done differently from what we observed outside that or been better to kind of help prepare us. But like I said, the relationship is still there. I truly love my father. I truly love my mother. But I just wish certain things would have uh, helped me, help catapult me a little bit further. But I still love you, and I will continue to at the same time.
2: I love that. I love that, man. And I uh, think the key message from that particular section, obviously, make sure you have those conversations. Have those conversations and share a meal. I think those are important as well. So I love how we uh, ended that segment. Let's jump into the next one, which is actually going to be Humble Pie. And I think okay. we talked a little bit about it already. But... In your situation, Chase, mm-hmm. looking back, reflecting, because that's really what this show um, really encourages us to do, where do you feel was the moment where you needed to see yourself be grounded or you were forced to be grounded to get to
1: the point where you're at today? The pandemic, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, Talk to yeah. one. <laughs> okay. Talk so, to one. Uh, I worked every day in the pandemic and no shot at anyone, but it kind of threw me for a loop that others were making more money and not working. And, and I also was struggling <laughs> in the pandemic and I woke up every day and went to work. You know what I'm saying? And I realized I was like, man, 1A, I'm doing 1A right now. But am I doing 1A to my full potential? And I actually, I, I was at this bar in San Antonio. And, and shout out to San Antonio.
2: <laughs> I mean, we've, we've mentioned a couple of highways yeah. out there. Shout out to San Antonio. Yeah, Believe it, it or San
1: not, it, it, it grew a lot of us, though, because you got to think about it. It's not a city I'll go back and live in, but <laughs> nah. it, definitely, it definitely helped me. Realize that is more, you know what I'm saying, and realize that like we have to, we have to go after what we want. And don't get me wrong, I got some beautiful and great friends out there, and met some great mentors out there. But thank you for doing your job. But I'm gone, so it's like <laughs> I'm out
2: of you know what I'm, I'm saying. out of it. But yeah. no, nah, it's yeah.
1: like I honestly, I, I had this real conversation, and and that what that's what made me but say, hey, I want to make more money. I want to provide this standard of living that I always wanted. And with that standard of living took sacrifice, and that's why I'm in the Northeast. You know, it's weird because I never in my life thought I would be up here. And, and real quick, first impressions really do matter. Because how I got to the Northeast was a 30-minute conversation. And two years later, that 30-minute conversation landed me the job that brought me to Northeast. And so show up well, be knowledgeable, and just go after it and ask. A closed mouth don't get fed. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? A closed mouth don't get fed, wrapping it to food. And that's how you chase your dream and that's how I had to be grounded, man. I knew that I had to make a sacrifice. Um, The things that I did that built up to this put me in position to come out here. Um, I wasn't leaving much when I left San Antonio. I didn't have kids, I didn't have a family, so I had that flexibility to make that jump whether I failed or I succeeded. And trust me, it ain't been easy up here, but it's, it's definitely Growing and being, and it's a lot better than where I was at in my work life. And, yeah, I sacrificed my social life, but the relationships that I had with with that social life, if I did it right, it'll always be there. And I just got to come out here and prepare myself for the next stage of my life that I want to be in.
0: Uh, that's definitely a big part of uh surrounding yourself with like-minded people because no matter what you go through in life you know you can go you know three four months without talking to somebody that is a close person to you and you can pick it right back up like it was yesterday exactly and that's that's a big part of definitely surrounding yourself with like-minded people uh, man i think it's great um what i liked about
2: what you just said there too is that you know food doesn't just come in the form of physical items that you Food can also come within knowledge as well. Of course. So being able to open up your mind, open up yourself to being vulnerable, having those conversations where they can open the door for possible job opportunities. I think that's a great connect right there. So definitely, man, we've been out here with you for a couple of days and I know you grind, man. You have, you, you've literally been <laughs> on your cell phone all day long. I'm like, Chase, let's hit the gym. Hey, Chase, let's go get some lunch. Chase has been on his phone grinding with clients. So I mean, it's an everyday deal. And I think it's important to realize, like you said, you have to put in the work. Of course. In order to be able to get to that social life that you want, to that, you know, life of where you have financial freedom. You have to put in the work in the beginning and it becomes consistent. And that consistency that you create is able to pay off dividends in the future. Of course. And it takes
1: courage. It takes courage. You have to sometimes step outside your comfort zone. And because you're right there, and you just got to go. It takes courage, man. I could have easily stayed in my comfort zone and stayed in San Antonio and be doing exactly what I was doing every day, and I needed a change. So it takes courage.
0: Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Food for thought. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what we're going to do here now, we're going to jump into this next category that I like. Peaches and cream, ladies and gentlemen. Peaches Peaches and cream.
1: Uh. One twelve, where you at? Shout out, one twelve, where you at? Man, if, you, if you don't
0: have, if you don't have one twelve in your old school R and B playlist, oh, like, what man. are you really doing? Nah, anyway. yeah, real talk in anyway. any real talk. So, what is something that you feel needs to be, you know, touch bases on for the audience to hear about that might help somebody out there? You know, it doesn't have to relate toward food or mm-hmm. any of that form. We just want to know what is something that you feel that should be talked about.
1: If you have a hidden talent, show the world and don't worry about your close-knit family or friends being your biggest supporters. Because it's usually the people you don't know that it's connecting to. And if you just want to, we only, let me rephrase that. You have one life to live, just keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you don't, we don't know how long we're on this earth. It could be forever or it can be, very short time but in that time period everybody moves at a different frequency so just do what you truly love and if you doing what you truly love isn't funding or making a uh, the life that you're looking for try to find that second passion to help fund your life so that you're not living in a stressful state so that you can do what you really love and be comfortable doing it.
0: Oh man, that's big facts on that. Uh when it comes to pursuing what you love, you don't a lot of people get wrapped up in the day to day life or the day to day struggles, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to finances. Mm-hmm. And that's where they get lost at in pursuing what they really love mm-hmm. is because of I got these bills. I got that bill. I got this. I got to take care of this. Man, I ain't got time to, you know, to put, you know, put effort into what I really love. Mm-hmm. Nah, don't do that. The thing is, it doesn't matter what time you start doing it. It just matters when
1: you do it. Exactly. And
0: consistency. A great quote that I heard from Denzel was, "You will never, you will never start without." Man, it's gonna bug me. Talk At to him. Look it up, look it up real quick. It it you will never start something if you don't put that effort towards it. It's not don't this not verbatim right now. But you'll never finish something without consistency.
1: Exactly.
0: Um and that is the biggest part right there, and that's something that I learned from there is like I can go ahead and if I just got to write one page a day to try to finish one of my scripts, then let me write one page a day. Yes. Shout out Mecca. Ah, there we go. Shout out Mecca so, and the internet. So, so let's – Working in the background, man. <laughs> to, to get it correct, without commitment, you'll never start. And But most importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington.
1: Shout out the GOAT. I wanted to say something really quick to add to that because when when I think about, like, what my true passion was and what I'm doing now, sometimes you just got to find something that's similar and align with that. And then another thing, too, 24 hours is a long time. It does go by fast, but it only goes by fast if you spend majority of it on your ass. You know what I mean? so it all depends on when you start your day you could start at five you could start at four and do your 1a and then that frees up more space to do plan plan a Mm -hmm. and i gotta shout out my friend chico and he's founding that uh because he has a job where he wakes up at four in the morning gets off at three in the afternoon he eats take a quick nap and then he works on his his, his, his true passion, craft Kutuda, until 12. And then he does it every day, and he's found a balance, and he's found a rhythm. And the, the crazy thing about our body, and Mecca could tell you, John could tell you, it adapts to what you do, not what anybody else do. Mm-hmm. If, you can, if you consistently wake up at five in the morning, that internal clock in your body will wake you up at five, and you'll be completely rested, and energize, and what you tell me, Mac, you only need three hours. (laughs) to be honest, I mean,
2: and you know, obviously, I mean, for all the the fitness guys out there, and women (laughs) out there who are listening in, tuning in, obviously, I'm very, very aware that sleep is important for recovery. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying for myself, Mm -hmm. I know how many hours of sleep that I can function on. Not saying that it's the best long-term, but just to kind of preach to Chase's point, if you have certain things that you're trying to attribute to, you have to make it habitual. You have to make it into a habit to the point where your body is not going to say no it's going to actually crave that you complete these tasks in order to be able to move your day forward yep in the beginning it's always going to be tough i was talking to my cousin about this yesterday and i was able to see my uh out here while we're in connecticut i was able to go visit uh a couple of my cousins out in new jersey and a conversation we had because he has three beautiful boys um you know shout out to him being a great dad as well, um, doing what he needs to do. We were you know, watching one of his sons play at a soccer game. And he was talking about, you know, in terms of wanting to be in a better space when it came to eating. And I was telling, hey, I was telling him, pretty much the same thing I've told Chase in the past, that, like you have to be able to create and prep ahead of time. So he's like, man, I don't have time in the evening. And, you know, I gotta get the boys ready. I'm like, bro, if you add an additional 30, 40 minutes to your evening to pack your food for the next day, it will pay off dividends. Just give it two weeks, make it habitual. His biggest thing is that he loves to buy out food to eat, so he doesn't want to worry about (laughs) the prep, You you know. You got all these wonderful food items that are quick and easy. But again, going back to our whole topic of discussion involving tasteful living, if you put in the time to actually prep that meal, you're able to see the results weeks. Months down the line, and you can attribute it back to that first meal that you made, and be like, "Yo, I did that. I mm-hmm. actually put in the work." It all comes down to consistency at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, just sh- just going back to that that theme, it's important to make sure when you start something, be consistent with it. Of course, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, get the fruits of your labor. Man. Of course, get the of your labor. And it's just
1: like making your bed when you wake up. Even I if I suck at that, by the <laughs> way. Even if you don't, oh, I suck at it too. But I read a book. I And it tells me if you, but like, I want to leave y'all with this though. It's kind of like the example of making your bed in the morning because you can go your whole day and not complete one task. But when you come back home, you come, you see that you accomplished something and that would make you feel like your day was accomplished. So it's just, it's just like little things that you can do that will, can turn your day around and help you build to getting to that consistency of finding what you need to do to make it work for yourself
0: yeah and remember it's never I repeat it is never too late to start on whatever you want it's never too late okay time is everything it's inevitable it's going to continue moving no matter what so what you got to do is utilize that time exactly it's what you do in that time that matters no matter when you start it you just got to start it and continue it, and that is what is
1: very important. Reap what you sow. Exactly. Okay? you either gonna move forward with time or stand still and let time pass you by. All right
0: here, y'all. So we gonna, we gonna start closing up here, though. Closing time. <laughs>
1: I don't have a good voice. I don't
0: either, right? <laughs> we don't we we cleanse the palate here, ladies and gentlemen. We gonna cleanse the palate. Cleansing the palate.
2: Everybody knows they cleanse the palate at the end of their meal, whether, you know, yes. you know my, my parents use toothpicks or, you know, there's certain fruit sticks you can eat out there that cleanse the palate. Bananas? Dude, bananas really
1: cleanse the palate. It does, though. it changes your palate, man. Okay. Go really? to a steakhouse. I
2: felt like a pear would be more of like a cleansing palate fruit.
1: And that's why you Nigerian. Yes,
2: sir. <laughs> but I I'm, like, I'm gonna go
1: ahead and let John
0: finish out this last topic for us. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm the one that's gonna be trying to finish out here. I'm, I'm, oh, we can get I'm, the I'm, chase. I mean, you know I mean, no, yeah. no, but no. <laughs> Cleansing the palate. we're gonna cleanse the palate here. We're gonna end it with let the audience know, brother. Like, what do you got coming up? What you got going on? What is like your future looking like? That you, you know, your success grind that you on right
1: now. Um, future is trying to really set myself up to be in a financial situation to get whatever I want. Um, I'm out here in the Northeast, and I see a, a change, man. I wanna be able to invest um, in these properties. I know it's probably a saturated area right now, but there's money enough, enough money out here for everyone. So I wanna kinda build up a real estate game for myself to just have these properties uh, make money, learn how to do passive income, and also just growing my career that I am now, um, shooting to be a uh, rep of the year. You know, uh, I feel like if I do that or accomplish that goal, that that'll make coming out here worthwhile. And and those are the things that I look forward to. Um, just growing in knowledge, my relationships, um, and just being a better person. That's what I look forward to. Um, and just staying close-knit with the people that i have in my circle okay man i mean that sounds great right there ladies
0: and gentlemen tasteful living uh i want y'all to know to expect the next episode to be a special separate episode from what is you know a consistent currency one this is going to be one that's going to be more based on the travel so we're going to come up with a category for that to be particular you know but it's going to be a nice episode in a new new world I won't say we're yet you know we'll surprise y'all with that with the next episode coming up Meg, did you want to say anything yeah man out? just uh definitely want to
2: make sure that uh we we know we give ourselves a bit of a shout out as well please follow us on ig um we have an ig page at tasteful living underscore podcast um we also have this particular podcast on op- apple podcast spotify we have a youtube as well so definitely check out subscribe Um, to our YouTube channel, please comment, like, dislike, comment. We want to make sure that we're touching points where we can make a little bit of a difference and be able to improve. That's the biggest thing what we what we're trying to do. We're not gonna be perfect in the beginning. Obviously, like John mentioned, we have a couple special episodes coming up, but please give us a follow on any of those social media platforms, show love, please comment and be interactive with us because we're just like y'all we just want to make sure that we're making a little bit of a change a little bit of a, a a dent in your life in a positive way so any way that we can do that we would love
1: the feedback and we'd love to hear from you so yeah and if you're already following us the links will be in our bio uh, so it's an easier way for you to go please show your support like we're all three great friends that met in san antonio that's just trying on this daily life of being better and nice. we're, we're sharing that with you guys and it's gonna come from different stages of our lives. And please, like, like Mecca said, please leave comments because we don't wanna be repetitive. We wanna be able to have these topics and touch points and also talk about things that can relate to anyone in any genre.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. So do comment. Leave us something that we could talk about. Let us know if something that y'all want us to speak and touch bases on. Anything. It doesn't matter.
1: That's what the peaches and cream is for. Shoot out. Give us some food recipes so John can cook them up and we uh, can we taste them. Don't worry, that. the cooking is going to be coming. <laughs> ladies and
0: gentlemen, the cooking part is we're going to be coming and very soon. And
2: I am in the kitchen as well, man. <laughs> I don't even know why we'll be, we'll be here hyping John. You uh, know. I mean, shout out to John and Chase right now wearing man. very nice outfits I forgot the memo, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? These guys, are, my, my guys are always looking fresh. I mean, I, I'm fresh as well, but really shout out to, you know, my guys on here, man. And like John was saying, we're we'll definitely going to get him in the kitchen soon. That way we can start whipping up the recipes and really start even connecting on a deeper level when it comes to food. Because I really feel like doing that in person really makes the memories really start flowing from that point moving forward. So big time. Yeah, man. So I just, uh, to close it out, man, appreciate my bro and our third Host, Chase, for showing up, man. Uh, yeah, man, you thank know, y'all, thank, thank him, y'all. Thank him for welcoming us into his new city um, in the Northeast, bro. But um, on know. that note, on that note, we out. We, we out, guys. We thank we y'all. Out. Peace and Peace love, and man. Peace love. Yes, sir.